Welcome back to the podcast. Um, this will be a little more restrained podcast than normal. Well, um, maybe. <laughs> but um, I'm going to give this over to Mitchell today. We're going to be talking about female wrestlers. And he's got this whole beautiful thing lined up for this. And I'm excited to talk about this because this is going to be the first time on the podcast we're talking about wrestling to a very good extent. And I'm thinking we'll do more of this as time goes on. So um, without further ado, I'm handing over the rest of this podcast to Mitchell. Somewhat organized. Don't worry, I'll be pitching in my opinions too, but... He's, he's the man. You say beauty organized. I don't know if it's somewhat beauty that's, organized. That's neither of us. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully some people like it, you know. I, I do. But, yeah, you know, Ms. Mitchell is the wrestling nerd here. Here to give a little women's professional wrestling, you know, topic we're talking about for the podcast, too. You don't get to see me behind the microphone rarely, the host now. But... You never see us behind the microphone. Well, <laughs> we, could, we could change we could. that soon. Hopefully we do. But yeah, we're here to talk about today for a, a topic for a class I'm doing, gender, race, and media a class. I've decided for my main topic to be professional wrestling, you know, with women. Um, you know, obviously there's so many directions we could take this, but you know, before we start about, you know, women's pod, uh, you know, women's wrestling, you know, how it's developing, how it's growing, how much, you know, it's expanding, you it's know. It's expanded a lot lately. Or, you know, info about wrestling over the years. Obviously, we think about the earlier days, you know, of wrestling. We think about back in the fabulous Moolah and Mae Young days back in the late 1950s, 60s. You know, they were the first, I would say, I would say they're the literal Mount Rushmore's of women's wrestling, you know. They literally were the beginning. Yeah, they were two quite interesting characters. They started their own thing. They had uh, Wendy Rickner back in the day. They had Sidney Lauper, that whole uh, Captain Lou Albano journey. They were the ones who pioneered women's wrestling at the first start. Um, you know, obviously, when you think of those people, obviously, Hulk, the first WrestleMania match, Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, Mr. T, that that whole series, you know, during that time, during those ages. Because mm-hmm. when did Rocky come out? Rocky come out in 1978. 1978. So that just proves, you know, how late those, like, wrestlers. Because when she, Wendy Wertner won the title, it all changed. Because what fabulous Moolah held that title for i believe eight years and that is just that's maybe crazy. even longer that's insane. just like that's gonna be one of those records that was never broken i actually i believe it was probably a decade or more Damn. but still that is just without a doubt like the first step into women's you know wrestling you know and what do you what do you know about women's wrestling let me ask i mean you. i know a lot that it's been a long time coming for them to actually be in the forefront. And within the last 10 years, they've made a lot of leaps towards them being more of a main event type thing. Cause they, a lot of what I know is they're more side characters and things like that. And especially in the eighties, nineties, they're very sexualized and they're, that's basically all they were, especially in that time. Because, I mean, movies were the same. A lot of that was the same. They were just more so objects and to be sexy and something to look at. And they're, they're still that, but they have all of the power and they have all of the things coming for them. They're more than just the objects. They're still sexy, sure. But yeah. there's more attitude, more actual depth to the characters that have been created and that it's not just a one and done thing. There's a lot more 
that is coming to these wrestlers now. Yeah, and when you think about back in the early like seventies, eighties, so who are the main wrestlers you think of? Hulk Hogan, the uh, Macho Man, uh, yeah. the Iron Sheik who just passed away, rest his soul, got rest his soul. Um, you know, even uh, Greg Valentine, or yeah. uh, not Greg, sorry, um, but uh, superstar Billy Graham. You know, God rest his soul. So he passed away recently. Uh, those guys, you know, they're the they were the stars back in the day. Roddy Piper too. It's you like don't think women, women. You don't you don't know what women like. Who do you think of women? It's just Mae Young and uh, Fabulous Moon. You think of uh, what you know, obviously uh, Sidney Lauper winning record yeah. that whole thing. But who else the stars back? You in the really day? don't think of anyone, and that just kind of tells you how far behind the industry was, especially back then. During that time, you know, and the, what for me, uh, women's wrestling going, growing up, that it was um, very bizarre. Uh, well, here, here's why, because one woman's division was obviously changing. You said the ad to her, you know, that was a time where nobody really, I shouldn't say it's for like my, everybody's opinion, but they were just shown as like, you know, playboy, you know, women, just pretty exactly. women, but nobody cared about their actual work, you know, during that yeah, time. No, not that hard work that they were actually putting yeah. in because they were so sexualized in a lot of that and they couldn't actually flaunt their actual talents. They were flaunting. <laughs> yeah, it's literal, sad. Literal damn bodies. It's and sad. Like, come on. Like, they're more than that. Don't be a piece of shit. Like, there's so much more to these people. Like, these are genuine people. These are good people too. So you can't just like use them like just as you know those objects. objects. Yeah, like, it's just it's one thing, especially in the wrestling industry, like the film industry. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, but they did the same thing. And they still do it sometimes in these industries, but it's not quite as I mean, there's still a lot of things they need to do better. Yeah, by far. But the, it's a lot better than what it was back, oh, in, back the, in the day. Yeah. 80s and 90s. When you think about the 80s and 90s, do you know the rest of I think of the workhorses are truly Trish Stratus and Lita. And yes. then you have the. And I will say those two are actually something. The first two you think of. Sexualization. Like they were yeah. still sexualized a lot, yeah, but they were great, great matches. They had great chemistry. They had great matches, great chemistry, and you could see it. It wasn't just something to look at. I believe, don't quote me wrong, but I think they were the first women's women to ever have a mat made of a match on Monday Night Raw history. I will never forget. If, it, if that's the case, good. Yeah, but they deserve <laughs> it. They work work hard. Talented fucking people. They changed over that time too. What they've done back in the day, you know, and those women—they just have worked hard over the years. But you know, when we get to the 2010s, they introduce one belt that I really—you know—this has nothing to do with the topic, but it's called the Divas Championship. And and for me, in my childhood, growing up of women's wrestling, it's weird. It feels like saying the diva is kind of putting a step back. What does almost. diva mean? What's the term diva mean particularly? To me. What does that mean? Diva means like something, someone that's trying to get something out of somebody. Like they will put up a, sh they will put up a show because. They <laughs> no, I just uh, looked up the definition too. Uh, it said either a diva can either be a famous female opera singer, a famous female singer of popular popular music or a self-important person who is temperamental and difficult to please basically to that that's what i think of diva i think it's someone that is so hard to work with but like I, and then when i think of it in like a wrestling aspect i think it's someone who's just it's still a, a one note character thing yeah like and i think the diva thing is so not good for yeah, wrestling at all and like that belt is just kind of like the, the word diva has so many negative 
connotations to it. When you make a championship out of that, that's not putting you into a good direction. That's putting you back. That's terrible. Like it's your your woman. You're trying to change the world. Women at that time was you know you know what was going on in the world. Women are changing things in our history. You know we talk about all the big events of women. You know just like wrestling, they they had the opportunity to, to change the world of wrestling. Every woman in back in the day, they could have. But introducing a divas belt, you think that's I mean, what? You know who's who's running the show. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, but that's that we like to call Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, but that's for a different podcast. That's a different time, but Diva. When you have him controlling all that stuff, it makes a lot of sense to why women and people were yeah. And I'm not saying that the Divas, like those women, then that that won those titles are were bad champions. No, they had some great legacy. They had uh, lost stars that broke records in the Divas when it the is. Divas title was. But, it's but just like. That's it's awesome. just like divas. Wouldn't you want to be represented as women and not divas? Like that's for me. That's what uh, yeah. wrestling, women's wrestling, what is me like growing up as back in two thousand. The only time a diva sounds good is when you're talking about an opera singer. That just sounds bad. It's just I'm not gonna lie, it's but so like bad. when you're talking about anything else, diva, don't really like that. Yeah, it's just what are you gonna do for that? It's just crazy. But anyway, you know when you be talking about like that back in the day, when it came to my uh, teenage years, I will never forget. I remember uh, there was a thing on Monday Night Raw. Stephanie McMahon comes out. She's like the main uh, control operator. She's a, one of the operations of yeah. wrestling. And she was really strong in the women's division. She talked about like how passionate she was over the years, you know, what she's done. I remember the Raw segment. It was her. Uh, she, there had all the main women on that division, like all the top stars. And then she brings out the newest generation of them saying that this is a women's revolution changing. And, you know, it's because of, like, her – she is one of the pioneers, in my opinion, that really changed, you know, the whole idea of the women's division. And, you know, like it says in this little quote that we have right here in initialsports.com, she actually revealed what made uh, – she had a discussion of Vince McMahon changing his mind about the women's division. Because at the time, it's like you said – like like I said, I don't want to talk about Vince McMahon, but it just felt that at the time they didn't really care about the division. They were just no, pretty faces. They treat them well at all yeah and this is what uh a quote from stephanie saying to in this uh article it said that at the time nxt uh nxt is like their developmental brand finding the future stars of WWE. they said it was more of a developmental before it was evolved into our third brand they we had a match that was all 30 seconds women's tag team match for women for entrances that lasted for 30 seconds and unfortunately that was norm and our fans had had enough, so they started giving this hashtag, Give Divas a Chance, that trended worldwide for over three days. And I remember that that hashtag. That was trending on Twitter for th- three long days. Everybody was talking about. And, and also to continue to quote, it's specifically calling for better character development, more athleticism, longer matches, better storylines, and want to respond in that biggest way possible. And because of that error right there, that's honestly the day that – she had a conversation with Vince McMahon saying that they had to listen to it. And she, in this article continues saying from Stephanie Mack saying that my father, the chairman and CEO of Vince McMahon responded, we hear you keep watching, give us a chance. And that's what Stephanie McMahon had to say about that through Vince McMahon. And, you know, you can find this article on essentialsports.com, And it was by, I cannot say his name, but Herkish, you Christiana. I do know how to say the name. I don't no, know. I'm but anyway, but anyway, (laughs) who knows, but that's hashtags. But anyway, yeah, but that's the point. That was when the point when they originally started. 
when I saw that interview, that if you get a chance to go on WWE.com and see the whole women's era change that day, that is what women's division should be in this port. And because of that day, it's been changing ever since. You know, when we talk about, you know, what um, the women's division has been done, they've been making history every single day, all these women's. And one of the main things I can think about right now, uh, for me growing up, there's these two women's. One of them's named Charlotte Flair, who is the daughter of Ric Flair. Can you give me a woo real quick? Woo! <laughs> That's good. Um, but anyway, yeah, these two. Uh, and then her opponent was Sasha Banks. They had a classic Ric Flair and Ricky oh, the Drag. I wish. But a Ricky the <laughs> Dragon Steamboat classic rivalry. And you can find this article at ChaseYourSports.com. And they talk about it's by Harsh Shakropa. I am really bad at these names. Chopra, we'll go with that. But anyway, yeah, these these two. Once this rivalry started back in 2016, they pretty much were just helping each other's careers. They these two women, uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair. Well, actually, Sasha Banks is Mercedes Monet, but that's another thing. But anyway, she, those two started that would create the first women's wrestling rivalry in this generation. They both started from NXT and they were fighting for the NXT Women's Championship and they eventually came up to that same night with Stanford, Stephanie McMahon. They pretty much came up and said, you know, they're going to change the division. And they they really worked hard in the promos. They're improving their microphone skills and they even got better as wrestlers. And, you know, eventually when those two and another girl by the name Becky Lynch, they eventually got a chance to prove how great they can be, the women's division can be. Those three women competed at WrestleMania 32 for the first ever WWE Raw Women's Championship, which was the Divas Championship. Because they knew when this trend was happening, they had to get rid of Diva, obviously, and make it the Women's Championship. And that match, if anybody can go back and watch it, all three of them just have great chemistry. Ric Flair was watching it. He was very proud, man, watching his daughter compete in that. They made history in that. And it's just been amazing to see what those two gals did and this is what this article says but after once that match happened there was a brand split so they had to get rid of becky well not get rid of but moved her to a different but show moved her on to a different thing and for me watching uh my opinion about the rivalry a little bit is different but during but the I know during, during these matches they had a lot of interesting matches they created history they created the first ever falls count women's falls count anywhere match the probably second uh women's 30-minute ironman match and they all, and obviously the first ever women's hell in a cell match. That rivalry created all these different opportunities for these two women to make history, saying that these women in the WWE could make anything possible. They just put their minds to it. They can do literally what the WWE has pretty much have done over the years with their other male stars. So these two women, if you guys get check, go check out, check out chaseyoursports.com. It just shows an entire history of what the rivalry has done for both these people. For, for both Sasha and Charlotte. And that was truly one of the best, you know, rivals they had so far. And once that rivalry happened in 2016, once time got older, they felt it was time to make more history every single day. And once it got even more and more and more into it. 2019 was probably my last year before I graduated. Yeah. We have another article. Uh, Charlotte Flair, she talked about how she felt like she made WrestleMania 35 main event come together because her Becky Lynch and believe it or not, Ronda Rousey, the best woman in the planet, as she's called made history, the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. Can you, and this is huge. Think of this in the 1980s, 
about 30 some years before 35-ish yeah, yeah. before. Nothing about women really in wrestling. But like there's a couple people there. Made but history. they weren't much. Yeah. And now looking at this, a few decades later, a main event at the biggest thing in the wrestling industry being a main event for the whole thing. Who can say that That's they made insane. history? They made history. They both titles, they have both titles on the line for both Raw and SmackDown, the opposing brands. Yes. And these three women came in and they wanted to make history. You know, and that it was just amazing. You have to respect. And I do. I respect what they did, what the, what history they created. You know, and Ric Flair, uh, when the, not Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair was talking about in an article on the, you know, busted open radio on the source of Fightable.com. She basically says, you have a hot baby face like Becky Lynch that the fans loved at that time because Becky Lynch was hot in 2019. Um, <laughs> well, pretty, well, I mean, she yeah. was popular. Uh, you got this woman, Ronda Rousey, who paved the way and, you know, could main event in, like, UFC pay-per-views, which she did outside of wrestling. She was main eventing UFC pay-per-views for a while. She felt like she definitely could have made this all come together. Yes, the narrative is fun to say, but she show, shoehorned, or however the inside circle wanted to talk about her in particular. That's just her character showing yeah. on. But you know what her main character was pretty much looking back on now looking back at it now she was really okay with that she was pretty much saying like you know obviously she was a star quote unquote star that she wanted to be in the show but she was pretty much trading off that the history that these that these three women were trying to make for WrestleMania 35 and these are exactly what these women have been trying to do over the years and you know transitioning from one one WrestleMania we have another WrestleMania main event here at the same article I believe it was. Uh, Fightful.com. Bianca Belair, who is the EST of WWE. Do you even know what that means? EST. EST? No. So say great. Great. Then at EST. Oh, okay. At uh, high, say okay. high. EST. Highest. Okay. Yeah, I didn't figure that That's out. That's kind of smart. That's kind of smart. <laughs> well, she's like a that. strong EST. Yeah, you know, and okay. it's just, it's funny. Well, her and uh, that Sasha Banks person I told you. A few years later, they had the opportunity. This was, uh, I think, uh, oh yeah, after COVID, when you know when we were all living in that situation. Her and uh, Sasha Banks recently had the opportunity to create a special moment of their own, having another main event. But it is the first time ever the two black women were able to compete in a WrestleMania main event. Bianca Belair was talking about how her and uh, her history in this match is being more made than just wrestling at that at that big event. She says this. It gives me goosebumps when I think about it. She told uh, Sam Roberts, who is a podcast ex expert, yeah. you know, for wrestling. It's an amazing feeling, and I'm blessed to be the person in this position to make the choice to pick Sasha Banks to this moment and go down history. I will always go back to the role models I had when I grew up and the moments that influenced me. You know, and she talks about a little bit more about, you know, her journey to wrestling and what it's mean for her and Sasha. And once we get to the end, she says, I'm blessed to be a part of it and blessed to be part of it with someone like Sasha Banks. That's the amazing part to be me and the part is to be unbelievable to me. I'm ready to be in that moment in the ring, standing across from her and look at her and feel that moment. And that's exactly the what. The humbleness in that is amazing. Kid, that's so cool. If you watch the clip back, they take a moment. It's like when Cena and Rock and then uh, Hogan and Rock yeah. were looking around. They, they did the same like thing. They, the thing. They don't. They don't really. You think about how much history they're creating. Michael Cole is like, these are the first two black women to main event a WrestleMania, and that's history itself. And that's if you go. So if you watch that match itself, it's just amazing. She uses like she's known to having the long hair. She just takes that and just whips Sasha with it, and she just 
it's quite left a mark on her to say at least. She uh those two are just they're making history every single day. And those two seeing a moment like that is just another thing that the women's revolution has been able to create. You know, and we also talk about that. We also have to talk about what the women did during that time too. The evolution of women in professional wrestling. This was in realwomanofgaming.com. On October 28th, WWE had the opportunity to watch the first ever women's pay-per-view in history of the company. That was at women that was WWE Revolution. Uh, or not Revolution, sorry. Evolution. WWE Evolution. This was the first ever pay-per-view for women. This is a whole pay-per-view. Yes. This is a whole event. Yeah. So yeah, six, think of it the 1980s. Two people, tops, that are actually like involved into something. Yeah. Fast forward to closer to now. A whole pay-per-view event. This is a whole thing. It's just amazing to see what the what these women have done for that time. Wrestling, their whole pay-per-view. I mean, yeah, obviously men's have had their own single pay-per-views before, but like yeah. women, it's about time that they had an opportunity to prove themselves. And the pay-per-view was pretty good when I watched it back in my high school days. This was their opportunity to say, you know, we can have a singles pay-per-view just as much as the men exactly. can. And this was one of the and things. That's a statement. And that was one of the things that they created because of Triple H and, you know, Stephanie McMahon. They're the ones that created this opportunity. So if you guys get to check out realwomenofgaming.com, there's a whole article saying, talking about what this pay-per-view has meant for all these superstars in the history that created in 2018. And that's one of the main things. That was another main thing they have. And now we got another, the last big history thing I want to talk about for the WWE. Two wrestlers by the name of Lacey Evans and Natalia became the first two women in Saudi Arabia at WWE Crown Jewel to have a match in Saudi Arabia. Now, we talk about Saudi Arabia and women, how they have to wear – they're not allowing them to do certain things, and that's totally respect. There's so many reasons why. We don't have to get into them. But it's been kind of complicated over the years for them to have their own personal match. I mean, what would it be like to make history like that, Trevor, do you think, for those two women in Saudi Arabia? Because I mean, they got to wear a certain Saudi, clothing and yeah, stuff. And I mean, in Saudi Arabia, like, there's a lot of restrictions for women in that country. So for women to even perform in that country with whatever they perform, because I haven't watched it or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. is huge. And it's just a huge thing for the company and for them even allowing it to happen because their ideals are very not good, is what I'll say, in Saudi Arabia. And in a lot of the Middle East things, the way the women are treated, I don't know if it's getting better or if it has been better, but it's not, it's yeah. not good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially by what things we do here and mm -hmm. i mean positions we're in we're still not very good and it's just crazy <laughs> it's just crazy thing about it's what a whole, it's a whole thing it's just crazy thing about what they're going to and you know just being being a part of this match that these two women created and that's on bleacherreport.com is written by mike shara um talks about the you know the legacy that these two are made at this big events and the history that they made Natalia actually did a tweet. She said, the world will be watching. I'm so incredibly proud to represent our women's division tomorrow night at Crown Jewel. It's time to bring your best, Lacey. And, and then Lacey said, I never thought I had the opportunity to do the little things I've done in WWE. Tomorrow I'll get to show my little girl that hard work can 
can bring you to history making heights. I'm ready for this. Hashtag WWE Crown Jewel. And, you know, just these are the first two women to create this history making match. And maybe you get a chance to read this report at bleachreport.com. Talk about the whole journey that the Saudi Arabia has had to making this match for the women division in Saudi Arabia. So that's a good opportunity for those two to prove themselves. It really is. You know, and that was another thing, too. And then now we talk about the women's division expanding, you know, because we think of WWE real quick. We think about WWE and what's happened, but now there's more forms of women division. A, there's other wrestling companies, AEW. Which is probably the second biggest, at least maybe in yeah, the U.S. Yeah, I would say. Company. We got Impact Wrestling, another company. We have Ring of Honor, New Japan. We have a lot of MLW, a lot of little wrestling com- companies that are expanding women even more. We have a quote from uh, sportwicked.com by Amanda Powell. She says that uh, she had an article about Tony Storm believing that AEW Women's Division will change the game. Um, she was talking in this whole thing. It talks about how, you know, she's been praising a lot of like the women's division for the current stat for AEW. And she says, it's a story as old as time. Women's wrestling struggles to get the same amount of times as guys. We put on a different position, but I really do believe we are heading in the right direction. And for Which women is, like this, true. because there's more opportunities, more ability to prove themselves. There's talented There's more work. badass women badass people in this these days they're doing literally they're making history they're winning uh they're making history in the AEW division they're proving how much work they're putting into it they're bringing a lot of cultural you know you know people from japan mexico you know all these different women that are just trying to prove themselves and you know a a company like AEW and new japan and impact they're just trying to make history and history as more as it go and little companies like that. So you, if you guys are going to get check out. You should check out those other companies. Not besides WWE, but the WWE is check, like the standard. It is the standard, Baird. But if you get a chance, check out the other products that these women have done in other companies. Like because honestly, I would I would debate that they're bigger. In yeah, yeah. These other companies than WWE. And I check it. Check out this article once it gets once yes. it gets a chance to. You know, we talked about New Japan. Um, New Japan has had kind of an interesting story because they actually have not, they don't have a women's division, actually. No. They've had the opportunity for a women's division, and it's just been kind of complicated because there's not a lot of talent. There's not a lot of, you know, people coming in. Uh, We have this wrestler. We've got, me and Trevor have got a chance to meet in uh, Iowa, or not meet, but see in Iowa. His name is Rocky Romero. He's one of the, you know, behind-the-scenes people in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He talks about why it's the right time to launch the New Japan Strong Women's Division, which is another form of women's division in New Japan. And you can check this article at WrestlingHeadlines.com. He pretty much says, uh, so... That since New Japan Strong started, there's always been a plan for women's divisions. So when it stopped me taping Strong and doing the taping style shows, it was like, well, when are we going to pull the trigger? And with Mercedes Monet, which is Sasha Banks' new character, coming up short and losing the IWGP Women's Championship, it was like, well, now we got it would be a pro- probably a great time. You know, this is honestly the struggles that New Japan have had over the years with women. Um, you know, like I said, we talked about Saudi Arabia and struggling with women and how they want to be represented. This is... Japan's not really too far a lot, uh, too far different too, because Japan, honestly, there's not a big enough roster to make this women's division happen. Now they're trying to get people built and more opportunistic and et cetera, too. You know, they're trying to evolve and try to make Japan wrestling go by quicker for the women's division. They're just trying to make history every single day. And they're starting that now in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So if you get a chance to check this out, it's at Red WrestlingHeadlines.com by Joey G. Joey G. That's interesting. Talking about Rocky Romero and you know how New Japan strong has been changing the women's division for that. So, yeah, for that 
it's just been amazing to see what they can do. And at the end of the day, haters are going to hate. We talk about, you know, what the women's division has done. There's been some challenges over the years. We uh, take a look at this article called TiltGoombaStomp.com, which is by Harvey Garcia. There's this uh, women's division has just been kind of interesting for AEW. Uh, This article shows a lot of the, you know, struggles and positive things they've had in the company, like promos, obviously, um, their character developments and, you know, storylines and their really gruesome matches. Especially blood, a blood. lot of blood. Yeah, this match is the banger. Thunder Rosa. In the 80s, you would not have seen blood. Yep, you would not have seen that. You would not have seen that. Yeah. You can't fuck with them. Yeah, they're my, marquee type of match. You know, they're, <laughs> they're pretty much changing the division. This article shows, like, all the points that it has for seeing, like, what the division has changed and developed and why you should be paying attention in AEW. And I think it's that those divisions are going to change it. I think so. And last but not least, another article by Raj, Raja.com. Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey talking about how she was the new tag team champion of Shayna Baszler, saying how her division is going to change because of the lack of competition in the, in the WWE. But more talent's coming soon at the women's division. You get a chance to check this one out, Raja.com. It's a great article to check out for what the women's division, the struggles in WWE, and how they're going to be able to change it with a woman like Ronda Rousey. So with that comes to say, I think that's pretty much it, the podcast. Um, like I said, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this podcast. Uh, it's been great. Thank you for talking to wrestling with me, Trevor. Yes, sir. Thanks. And otherwise, I just bid you all good do, goodbye, and good night. Bang.